guys and welcome back to a teenery with your girl the hooligan i almost said my other title and i just remembered that was not the right one anyways how have you guys been how was your valentine's day weekend and president's day weekend a couple weekends have passed already and i have been actually pretty active reading and watching so that's a shook to me too um can i start off with solo leveling now i had heard about this manhwa for a while now and then i heard about the controversy that happened with the manhwa over people feeling uh specifically korean men feeling emasculated by it that's neither here nor there that is not my place i cannot actually comment on what exactly is happening but i do know something about the 4b movement and the anti you know attacking women's rights which is fair i guess so there's been a lot of things happening but i might say that the anime is actually really interesting i have not read it and i still don't particularly find a need to read it but it's been interesting so here's what i made up in my head there's this world that exists this is my perception of someone who's not reading the manga manhwa and i'm not going to there is a world where certain people become power holders power players quote unquote and they get like special abilities and their abilities are ranked from like s to e and then majority of humans are like regular people and they have like a regular world regular society but then they have this addition and the reason why these uh special people are so important is because they provide necessary resources for this world's regular people such as electricity artifacts money etc and one day the one of the lowest level magicians well i don't know what exactly is he's like a warrior or something ends up raiding a cave with a bunch of other people but it ends up that this cave was not what they were intending to be it's actually a more higher level cave than it was supposed to be this led to a lot of the team dying and the ability to resurrect now in the ability to resurrect the weakest man was given it was given it um only him and two other people managed to survive one of them being a healer and the other one being one the leader of the team they were all emotionally and mentally scarred but the one who stayed for the longest was resurrected and he came back with the ability to change his stats and therefore change his reality but he has to obtain missions to better himself that is what i'm seeing for now obviously i'm really skipping over a lot of stuff and giving like the base of what i find about this but overall that's what i'm seeing uh it's definitely very interesting a little bit more violent than what i'm personally down for but um otherwise than that i think it's pretty interesting it's interesting to see this world and how they deal with things and you know what i mean it's pretty pretty cool honestly um the art style is actually very fun too so yeah it's something i probably would watch but i'm moderation as i don't i'm not a big fan of violence that that's a me thing um definitely something i am enjoying is saint siliana and pastor lawrence which is so cute which is another alternative world where some women are chosen to be saints 
And what they were able to do is basically communicate with like gods, goddesses in the other realm. And, you know, they're kind of like worship, but not too hard. Anyways, this young woman named St. Cecilia resides in a church, basically. And the church is quite small, quite humble. But she can clearly has a thing for the pastor, Lawrence, who is around a similar age, if what my perception is correct. And it's them having like this awkward, dorky little love and how she's more herself around him than anyone else. But for the rest of the world, she presents us as like saintly, well-educated, well-mannered young lady. But in her actual personal life, she's a hot mess and a half. And I think it's so cute. I'm like four episodes in. I'm very much enjoying this. So if you want to enjoy it, go ahead. I'm also watching A Sign of Affection. I would do you at the end. Um, and then I finished watching My Love Story with Yamada-kan at level 999. Might I add that although I enjoy it, I can definitely see that it's very, very slow paced. A little too slow paced for someone like me. Um, and I like sweet moments, but I feel like they tend to drag things out. And that's something I'm not the biggest fan of. I don't like when people just drag things out to drag it out. That's how I personally feel. You guys can sit there and be like, oh no, you don't understand. And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But personally, that's how I see it. And then for shits and giggles, I've been watching Campfire Cooking in Another World with my absurd um, skill, superpower, whatever the fuck it's called. Because their dub came out. And might I say, I love the dub. I think it's so good. I don't care who said what, de donde de cuando. I am very much enjoying it, uh, even the second time around. It's one of those ones that's definitely going to be like a big comfort thing for me. <laughs> um, I just like how the story is soft, cute. I don't know. It's just something about it that's quite pleasant. You know what I mean? And I feel like I could just watch it over and over and over again. That's how I feel. I'm also keeping up with um, the Demon Prince of Mochi House and the Seven Time Loop. Um, by the way, Seven Time Loop, getting spicy. I very much enjoy I don't know. I can't help it. I enjoy the fuck out of it. If you're with it, then you're with it. If you're not, then you're not. And I respect it. Um, I don't tend to watch, like I said, I don't tend to watch a lot of high, like, high violence stuff. It's just not for me. Sometimes I don't mind, but I'm a softer kind of gal. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, eh, you know. There is another one I've been watching, and I want to kind of keep that to my chest. Because I kind of want to do a little bit of a review about it. But um, when I do, when I, when I decide to just really go for it, I'll let you guys know how I feel about it. Because um, it's definitely not something I thought I'd be into. But it definitely has all the makings of very good like anime also i have read and i'm still currently waiting for the next chapter to drop instant family um i guess i just needed some trash in my life okay this is like a definitely a bl definitely spicy 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 um ah it's it the art style is gorgeous the story trash but me encanta you know sometimes you just gotta go in the, the garbage can 
this is one of those ones for me. I'm going into I'm going into the garbage can for this. Um <laughs> Okay. So Sin Jun is a very handsome boy and he loved his dad and his mom. But unfortunately, when he was around maybe eight or ten, something along those lines, uh, he lost his mother in a car accident and his father never kind of got better. He just got worse mentally. He suffered from like some kind of Alzheimer's. And somehow he, the boy, Sun Ju, ended up having rejection pheromones uh, or alpha pheromone rejection disease or whatever the fuck it's called and he is just not good with alphas mind you now all this time later has passed and he's like in his 20s he's 23 or something like that 23 22 and he is basically selling ass why is he selling ass he's selling ass to help his cousin his cousin um his uncle took him in and his cousin as he grew up always wanted to be like a movie star like a show star like an actor he always wanted to be that and he's just not necessarily a very hard worker and so he made Sinjin his like manager but also Loki is pimping him out to try to get more roles for himself until he piffs him off to the wrong motherfucker and by the way all of this time he's like get feeling sicker and sicker and sicker because the more he's around alphas the you know the more it's around like the pheromones he's around and it makes him feel worse and worse and worse and could ha- eventually have deteriorating health like conditions and further in the future but one day he is being told to like sell ass to this room of like producers and high end and this is where he meets Tejon, probably not in the Mexican accent, but um, yeah, just Tejon. Um, <laughs> and they kind of have this like thing, and for some reason, this guy's alpha pheromones aren't hurting him, and so they it somehow ends up triggering his um, like dominant omega pheromones sinjun hasn't had a heat cycle in years but now he's ready to go that ass is like excuse me this is not uh 18 this is 18 older um (laughs) let's just say that they hop into bed fast fast and he's digging it this is great this is everything he's ever wanted and of course things just progress quickly and there seems to be that there's a mating bond between them that was already established but it seems like Tehon knows something that Sinjin doesn't know because apparently Tehon had met Sinjin in the past and it's something to do with his father and the other and Sinjin's father and they're all connected and why? Porque? You'll only know if you read it. Anyways it's definitely very interesting and it was very dark at first but it got kind of better as i was reading it now let me talk about the joy of my life that i've been reading that is absolutely hilarious called crossing the line 
Now, this is another BL. Funny as fuck. Okay, so here is what's going on. We got two main characters, okay? One, I'm, I'm going to give them different names because honestly, I suck at these names. I really do. Um, I'm going to call the, the Twink, because that's exactly what he is. Um, I'm going to call it Twink Pierre. Don't know why. I'm going to call him Pierre. Pierre is in college. He's here. He's sighted. You know, he's like, I'm trying to live my life, boy. I'm broke as shit, but I'm going to do it, boy. And of course, he has great little cheekies and he's adorable. And, you know, he's, you know, super cute. And he has like little gay friends that he hangs out in this little cafe in because his friends work there. And he's just living his good life when he ends up in a dorm room with who I'm going to call. What's a good douchebaggy name? Michael. Mm. Michael. So he ends up. <laughs> no, it's it's not douchebag enough. Mikael. There you go. It's giving. Mikael. So he ends up in a dorm room with Mikael. And Mikael is his opposite. He is super tall. He's definitely not necessarily cute. He's handsome. He's broad. He's strong. He's popular. He's rich. But some reason he's sharing a fucking dorm. So immediately this Mikael comes in trying to kick this boy out of this dorm and he's like not fucking having it. So he tries to stay there like nah bro like you're not gonna kick me out. This is not how it works. And so eventually you know he's just fucking with him. And the reason why Mikael wants him out of the dorm is because Mikael is on punishment from his family for getting caught fucking around with some chick who's actually like their childhood friend but while her family is much more liberal and chill about it his family is much more traditional and is like no bro you gotta be responsible that's not a way a real man should be blah 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 blah. so your punishment is if you leave this fucking dorm where you're gonna be disinherited or some shit like that and he is a rich boy Mikael is rich 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 he is not used to being treated like shit he does not need this bullshit so he's trying to kick this motherfucker out so bad so much that he started like trying to attack him like attack um pierre for being gay so pierre is like at his wit's end because this guy keeps fucking with him at every fucking turn so at one point he's like you know what what's the worst thing i could do right now oh yeah i can fuck on this guy's bed so pierre hops his little perky ass over there and he starts taking out his toys and he starts having a good old fashioned time. But unfortunately, as we all could see it coming, Mikael walks in on that and is not having it. So he ends up splitting the room in two. But unfortunately, that means for Mikael, he doesn't have a bathroom because the bathroom is on <laughs> Pierre's side. And he is trying everything, so much so trying to out him and everything like that. But this guy doesn't give a fuck. And at this point, he's just trying to stay out of his hair or whatever, just living his life. But one night, Pierre comes home mad drunk because he was just out with his little friends and they were drinking and, you know, things got a little hand. And he ends up finding Michael using his bathroom. Mind you, he's not supposed to be there in the fucking first place. And this leads to a little sucky sucky action and this action leads to the bedroom action and this guy's like holy shit I never had ass like this this is different 
I like it. This might be my thing. But of course, it's shit talking throughout the whole entire process of this. But of course, the next morning, there are some regrets because of course there will be. <laughs> so Pierre being, you know, the cute kid, good guy, also the bigger guy in the situation is like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend this never happened. I'm going to call it a day. So he tries to go out of his way to like ignore him and pretend that he doesn't exist basically because he can't move out of the dorm because he really can't afford anywhere else to go. So, you know, it is what it is. He's just trying to avoid him. And this inevitably starts pick, picking, uh, like pissing off Mikhail. Mikhail is like, fuck this guy. Like, and he keeps thinking about him, like think like completely unprovoked, like thinking about him you know like constant like at one point he even tries to like seduce him which i find so funny but it is kind of low-key working so pia is like you know what i cannot for my own mental well-being do this bullshit so elva and he goes and tries to go on whatever gay tinder app that allows you to rape people is and he tries to go out on a date it doesn't go particularly well, but of course, who shows up but Mikael? And Mikael does not want him to date other men. Of course not, because he's a fucking douchebag. This eventually leads to a um, frenemies with benefits, because they're not friends. Frenemies <laughs> called benefits. That, um, and it's funny because, you know... Pierre kind of initially rejects him like you know like I don't really want to do that with you like mm, you're not that you're not the guy and you know Mikhail's like you know I take constructive criticism which is kind of low-key surprising because you think that he wouldn't but he actually does and he takes it as a challenge and now they're banging it's a really interesting funny story it's hilarious twists and turns and the art style is very pretty I very much like that pink tinted like manual art i love it when i do that i just something about it is just fascinating to me but yeah that's what i was watching that's what i've been reading that's what i've been watching um overall pretty great so if you're interested in any of them check them out i will continue to be reading i've been having a good time so yeah have fun and thank you for joining me bye